You determine okay. how much masturbating you do. You're ready to be premature wow, all impressive. over again. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Like in gen balls. It's just going to be a vicious cycle. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you're killing me. The joke's wow. on you. It's actually addictive. There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The fuck you get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I, debate begin. <laughs> and we're back for another episode of A Spirited Debate. Welcome, everybody. Got another week, another topic. Let's go ahead and get things started. First and foremost, how's everybody doing? You know... Yeah. Yes, if I, I, I'm feeling so fruity. I ate a banana, bananas first. Bananas first. Oh, <laughs> bananas first. Nice. But guess what? Knock, knock it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, With the peel geez. and everything on it. So oh. The AC in my fucking truck doesn't work. You have to forgive me, my, my hair. Mm -hmm. Your hair's a bit of a mess today. It is a bit of yes. a mess. You're going to see a lot of this. We're it's the physical representation of the hot mess that carries the hair. Uh, that's it. <laughs> He's channeling his inner hot mess. Man, I can almost do that now. Yeah. Oh, that is that's actually it. kind of impressive. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's not that. It's <laughs> you need to be this this big to ride this right. Right. for anybody that could, for everybody that couldn't see that was a blowjob yeah. joke for anybody yeah. that couldn't see be grateful if there isn't a deep bass sound as it flops right. <laughs> let's move this along all right so we are back for another episode gentlemen happy everybody's here let's go ahead and get started let's go around the room find out what everybody's drinking and then we will kick things off haas we're going to start with you today what did you bring to the table? Um, I am uh, drinking something called cherry on top. So it, uh, it's gin, isn't it? It's gotta be gin. No, it's not. Actually, it's vodka. I suppose oh. you could make it with gin. Um, interestingly enough, I got pinged for uh, for twenty five ninety nine the other day on my credit card. I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And I was like, "Oh, look, it's the cock and flow app, cocktail flow app." Oh. So I was like, "Well, oh. by golly, I guess I'm gonna be using this bitch for another year." They take like, a lot of go. their app. <laughs> round two, yeah. round two, the cocktail flow app. Um, I'm just yeah, this one's text called... you if I need anything. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know if I, I don't have that. It again, Shit, I don't I'm, have that. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it. Cherry on top. It's vodka, cherry herring, uh, lemon juice, uh, simple syrup, club soda, and Angus Dura. I mean, I'm sorry, Agnostra bitters, the orange kind. <laughs> what and, was the second uh, ingredient? Cherry herring? A hairy cherry? I'm not familiar what? with that. Yeah, uh, it's... Yeah, it's a Danish cherry liqueur. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right yeah, I, I maybe you could use um, no, nah, that's pomegranate. This is what um, that other stuff's made out of. I can't think of. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's okay. I don't know if I would roll it again. But you know, I, I would. By golly, I'm twenty five ninety nine. I'm rolling this app some more. <laughs> what uh, what vodka did you use? Uh, Ciroc Blue Dot. Okay, gotcha. Cherry herring vodka. Here, here, yeah, uh, lemon, lemon juice, juice. Sim simple syrup, club soda, and Augusta and or bitters. Or orange bitters. Augusta bitters, gotcha. That's right. Oh, I like that Augusta bitters. bitters. <laughs> all right. It's, it's from the Tears of Tiger from all the years he didn't win. Cherry on top. All right. Fair enough. Commissioner, what, you, what did you bring to the table today? I don't think any of us have had this one yet, but correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it's a sidecar. 
Wrong. Pretty You're wrong. Pretty, wrong. pretty classic <laughs> drink. Ounce and a half ish, ounce and a quarter of bourbon of your choice, orange liqueur, and fresh lemon juice. And then you can add a little sweetness to it by salting or not salting, putting sugar on the rim. Yeah, I was like, that wouldn't work. <laughs> a little salt on uh, the rim. Yeah. And uh, Even I have yeah. a different definition of sweeten, but yeah. hey, that's yeah. okay. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's a classic drink. It's, it's, it's strong. You know, you don't drink it fast because it's liquor, liquor, and a little splash of not liquor. So what was it again? The sidecar. The sidecar. Okay. I mean, I think it's been around, you know, as as long as like the Boulevardier, the Manhattan, the old fat, and maybe not the old fashioned. I think that's the original, if I'm not mistaken, but close. Nice. All right. The sidecar and the cherry on top. All right. Big Mac, Chief Margarita Officer, give us your Latin themed drink that you brought to the table. Ooh. All right, let me go make something then. Um, a a red-headed Venezuelan. But, you know, after the, <laughs> after the day you, you don't see had, very often. <laughs> I know you're I'm going to make that drink now. I'm going to invent it. Um, no, apparently, uh, according to Grinch, I went OG. I just made an old-fashioned. I had bought a bottle of uh, Jefferson's very small batch. Uh, I've been wanting to try it. And I figured this was a good way to do it. So I just mixed it with a little bit of the uh, Pappy's old-fashioned mix so it's it's one ounce of the or you know one part pappies to four parts yeah. uh bourbon of your choice and it, it's very uh, very smooth well and it's funny we all know you had that mixer but it, just trailing off with mixing it with pappies you know? yeah yeah it's just in the you <laughs> pause it's like Sorry. dramatic pause, pause. yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> bitches that's how i roll we're gonna go dutch on that pappies <laughs> uh, I, mi- I mix my bourbon with pappies that's yeah. right <laughs> That's it. Water it down a little. Why not? Right. Uh, so, so no, uh, Ang- Angus Nastra bitters. No, no. I just went you straight. Pa- the, uh, By the end of this, none of us are going to know how to pronounce it. <laughs> so you just it's went with Ang- the pre-made Angostura. Grab your ankles bitters. bitters. Got it. Okay. Grab your ankles. Technically, it would be Angostura. But Agnostra's bitters works just as fine. Not to be confused. Not to be confused with pachyderm. Bitters. That's right. That's it. How about we just go with bitters from now on? Put bitters in my drink. Hey, as I said in my video, bitters is bitters. Bitters is bitters. Bitters is bitters. All right. I I think I said it. Ha says it. Ha said it. Ha said it. Yeah. There's four taste buds. (laughs) You don't actually pronounce it in your video. I think you just roll with bitters. Bitters. Uh, All right. So then I will round us out. I went with a, a inspired by our topic today, a themed drink that I managed to find. It is three ounces of gin, and I use Mulholland Distilling's gin, American gin. It is an ounce and a half of Campari, Haas's favorite. It is three ounces of fresh squeezed orange juice, an ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice, and then you shake that up in a shaker. And then before you pour it in the punch bowl, you pour a little blue curacao in the bottom of your glass, fill it with ice, and then you strain over the top, and it makes an orange and blue victorious. That's so pretty is, is the name See, of the drink because that's I w- green it is so, i know it's I'm green just- <laughs> because of the lighting but it is blue well it may be green now it's actually blue way down here at the bottom bottom looks blue the top looks green well, well i just want to say i want to say congratulations to make the layer a victorious worked. drink because you will victoriously not be last place again this year <laughs> all right and now Achoo. i actually haven't tasted this i have no idea that punch ball it better be good so manly with the orange hair and the straw. I just got to put it out there, man. Well, I, you know, the orange hair, the blue shirt. Well, okay. Right. Dan, what's the verdict? It's actually pretty good. It is fresh squeezed orange juice. I did have oranges. I did. And lemons. 
Yeah. Orange and blue victorious is the name of the drink. It's actually not bad. It, I, it probably should have been in like a Collins glass. So it would have looked a little better with the bowl shape. You can't really see. I got to hold it up here so you can fucking see it, but it's all right. So it works. I'm, I'm happy with it. It's going to be a fun episode. Who the <laughs> fuck made this? Drink? No. It tastes like <laughs> shit. It tastes like shit. Ma. That's right. All right. Gentlemen, thank you for Ma, being here. Ma, don't touch that sock. You're going to need therapy. <laughs> Cheers to you, Cheers. gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. And let's rock and roll. All right. Let's jump into our topic. So the topic of the week, uh, first and foremost, if you go back here, let's wind the clock back and Tarantino this for a moment. And we go back a year to August 27th, 2020. The very first debate that we released was called putting the risk and asterisk sports during a global pandemic. And the reason we did that one is our first episode is because right at that time, college football was rolling back and they were launching the season as it was uh, in 2020. Now, if we fast forward a year, college football is once again starting. So by the time this episode gets released, we will already have week one out of the way. So we thought it would be a good idea to get on here and talk about college football. As it were, there are new protocols in place. There are attendance policies in place. There are forfeiture forfeiture policies now in place for conferences. So we thought it might be interesting to go ahead and discuss this now that college football is rolling back. And let's go ahead and see what the landscape looks like and see what this upcoming season is bound to be with the way things are. So that's the topic for today. So gentlemen, I know we all have our teams. We all have our hope. We all have our misguided approach to football, Georgia Bulldogs. And so, I mean, I get it, but, you know, let's talk about the NCAA college football as a whole, all the conferences. That's what we're looking at today. All right. right. So, I mean, I'll I'll kick this off and get us going here. He just jumped in. Look at that, man. Both feet just fucking climbed right in. Just go ahead and give Mullen his first national championship as a head coach. (laughs) Uh, Podcast over. Talk to you guys next season. Orange and blue Blah. victorious. Okay. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you, you, you might know, want to I, save all that Florida homeridge crap for like the, the liquors and leagues. Episode yeah. The liquors and leagues will be. Doing so that. I will say, I think I, I share the excitement of everyone when I say how nice it is to have football back. We, you know, as I heard uh, like Ben Hartsog and I forget who else is on the show with him, where he was like, I'm fucking tired. He didn't say that. It's like, I'm sick and tired of talking about NIL. I'm sick and tired of talking about conference realignment. Can we just talk about the games? You know, let's, that, let's that, play a fucking game. Like, okay. that's the way I am right now. I'm just stoked to see the games. Uh, we've got a first weekend under our belt in the sense of week zero. It's happening. Game day was live. Corso back on set. Like, you can just feel the energy. And and I don't know. I'm just stoked. the energy I, of what the the echo just, variant uh, of COVID brooding itself at every oh, like. I, I was waiting. Just no, I, I don't want to hear about it. No, no. The, the energy of Lee Corso. That's what <laughs> yeah. I thought he was I talking blow about. you away. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> as much as you don't want to hear about it, it will eventually rear its ugly head in the next 15 weeks. I mean, there's no COVID. Yeah. Well, and you touched on it. We've got two things to consider uh, as it relates to this, which is. Encouragement for teams to achieve a vaccination rate minimum, maximum, hopefully of 100%. So you've got the team and then a couple of conferences have already announced that if you cannot play by virtue of COVID, that is a forfeit with the SEC also continuing to put pressure on a potentially saying, and you will be paying for what the revenue loss is of that game thereabouts. That's not the exact wording they used. Yeah, because the SEC actually hasn't released an official 
forfeiture policy yet. Right. They're yeah. the only conference that hasn't, which I found curious at the time of us recording this episode. And I'm guessing some of that is dealing with the state politics of the region. That's a guess. I have no idea. But, you know, it, it warms the heart because, you know, gosh darn it, if Nick Saban isn't one of the most brilliant coaches, if not the best college football coach to ever walk the earth, the way he described it to his players is he was like, it's an advantage. It's an advantage to be vaccinated. It's one less thing to worry about. We, we look everywhere under every rock for an advantage. And if we can vaccinate and take that off the table as a concern for the most part, to the extent of our ability, right. then damn it, let's do it. Right. Why aren't you doing it? Right. Because otherwise you players have to go through the, the protocol each week, you know, or how or more often each week or whatever it is. Well, we'll, we'll dive into that. Cause I do have some specifics about that and things I looked up, but uh, Haas, what about you? I mean, Max already given the, the obviously he's going to give the Heisman to Emory Jones. He's already given the national championship to the Florida Gators. We've now heard Grinch's take. What about you? Football coming back. How's that hope? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, obviously. Uh, and it's it's what's gotten me the most excited is it's getting cold here. So uh, it gets cold and it's, there's that, that that nip in the air that just every yeah, every year when, when fall starts to roll in, I just get excited. And the first thought I have is, fuck yeah, football's back. Um, and not that preseason bullshit, not fucking camp and all that crap, but like the real fucking games where shit counts and matters. And yeah, I'm stoked. Um, Wait, the spring game counts. Okay. For no. some teams, it's the only win they're getting. <laughs> well, sure. Like Vanderbilt. <clears throat> well, sure. <laughs> Which is both a win and a loss. Yes. Right. How does that work? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a tie. It's, it's like a tie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a kiss out like that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm stoked. Yeah. I mean, it's a little harder. It's a little tougher. Um, following the games over here but i i have i've created some subscriptions to some things and i watch the, the stuff live that i can and then usually on sundays i watch the recap of saturday's games and on mondays i watch the recap recaps of the different nfl games gotcha. uh, so yeah, yeah you're I'm, a huge you're a huge nfl fan too so i mean this is really you. your time of year you know yeah 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 it really is yeah I'm, i i admittedly i follow the nfl more than i follow college football um but for the SEC, I mean, obviously, well, I follow South Carolina and I follow the SEC pretty closely. But yeah. outside of that, I can't tell you much about college. Is, football. is there another conference to? No, no, not really. And I mean, I, I guess really. that's 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 a good topic too, right? Is the conference realignments and the adding of what Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC right. went in twenty twenty two? Is that right? 20, next year? Well, or, it, the their contract, their existing contract with the big 12 takes them through of course 2025 it has it? 10 teams uh now eight soon to be eight yes 2025, 2025 yeah is there a yeah, buyout and, well i'm sure there'll be a buyout the the thinking is I, i'm sure they're jockeying to have the least financial impact possible because the financial gain is there once they bridge to the sec now let's see what the alliance does and that nuttiness but at least at face value, what we knew at the time was it sounds like Texas and Oklahoma reached out to the SEC. And as I heard the question phrased, if you're Greg Sankey and Texas and Oklahoma come calling, are you, how do you say no? Like, I know he's portrayed like as this bad guy that went and raided the Big 12, but I don't, I don't think that's what he did. Right. He just saw an opportunity and was like, hell yeah. Well, even if he did, that. who cares? I mean, why would you not want the best for your conference? Exactly. And if they can bring more revenue and more money and, and more competition, 
that's a good thing. And you would fault him for not looking to go do that. And I want to say, I, I keep, I keep, you know, I heard the numbers so much that I've now forgotten them that they stand to make like, once everybody's in place, like each school in the SEC will make 30 to $40 million annually from the ESPN contract. That's insane. That's and ultimately, and if you're Texas, you're the only like you're the the biggest revenue producer in that conference. Oh yeah, and you're carrying the load. And I mean, I don't blame Texas. They were like, well, I should get a bigger share. <laughs> you know. Look, at the end of the day, Sankey doesn't decide whether or not they join the conference anyway. No, he can just I mean, make he can make the call, right? Right. The athletic directors for each school get to vote, can and say, they yeah, voted unanimously. It may be the president, yeah, or the presidents. I forget. For, yeah, it's, but either it's, way, it's each university. It, yeah, each institution vote. gets to decide. Yeah, so and, and, I think it's, right. and I think it's if one if one in state, so like if Texas A and M had said no, that was the end of it right there. You know, yeah, if, but, if there's one in state team that's in the same team as Texas or any other school. That's they it, can yeah. automatically veto, and, and it's how, a done deal there. How does Texas A&M not – I mean, because I think you would go, well, we're here and we don't want in-state competition. But ultimately, the bragging rights, if you beat Texas now that they're an SEC school right. in your own state, I mean, that's <clears throat> huge for recruiting. So naturally, I think they would want to be like, yeah, go ahead, join. Yeah, and, and then coupled with this is the alliance, which – what is that? The Big the, Ten, the ACC. Yeah, and I want It's the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and, ACC. and the ACCC. And of yeah. course, yeah. who's noticeably left out? The Big 12, because <laughs> of the eight remaining teams, everybody's like, what value, you know, do you bring to the table? Now, Zero. I think I think they're all singing Kumbaya right now, but it was noted by all. Nothing is signed. The press conference basically said nothing other than intent. Right. And and this if isn't I'm the not first mistaken, time they've tried this. Yeah, yeah. and if I'm not so, mistaken, the lawyers that were involved with the case that went to the Supreme Court, which led to that ruling, that 9-0 ruling, which was accompanied by the Brett Kavanaugh, um, what do you call it, accompanying opinion or something like that. Kavanaugh made the statement in there, any other situation besides NCAA football where you had your employees in this type of arrangement, it would be illegal. So and so I, my, just finishing that thought real quick, Mac, my understanding is those lawyers that were involved in that have warned the Alliance members, you need to be careful for you might be creating an antitrust environment by aligning and locking out everything else. Right. Because what if they want to jump to SEC or they want to jump to it you know it's like you're preventing that potentially so real quick I, I and Grinch I know you sent out a link earlier um kind of you know talking about the alliance um but since you've rickrolled everybody with a huge cock I'm, I'm very leery to click <laughs> on uh you know links you send out so can, can you give me a brief description of, if, of what the alliance is if it makes you feel any better I also fell to that. So <laughs> no, so it really doesn't because I still can't unsee it. So oh god, it reminds me of a story from the army. But anyway, um the so in it response reminds me of a story from last Friday night. Yeah, in response to the announced move to the SEC by Texas, Texas and Oklahoma. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like the following week, the Big 12 commissioner met with the PAC 12 commissioner didn't really seem to amount to much. Then they kind of went quiet. 
And I think Rick Neuheisel said it really well when he's like, you know, when you're lost, what's, you know, one of the first things you do is you turn down the music so you can figure out what you're going to do next. Right. He was like, the music's really low right now for a bunch of conferences. And so I'm not, I'm not going to remember any of their names. It doesn't really matter. But the three athletic directors between the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten all got together and came up with this concept of their 41 schools becoming the alliance. Now, everybody heard that was like, okay, so what does that mean? What they said in the press conference was a whole bunch of, we're going to be of like-mindedness when it comes to scheduling, when it comes to supporting the college, you know, the student athlete with supporting like Olympic programs. We're going to have all of our like women's basketball, men's basketball, college football, schedule each other. They're committed to each other in essence yeah. is what they and, said. And those then three there's, conferences. Yeah. And there's this aspect okay. that's kind of overlaid known as the AAU, which is like the academic athletics, something, which, you know, like most of the big 10 is a member of, if not all. And it's basically like every school has a minimum academic standard or something. But beyond that, like I said, everybody took note of the fact that literally nothing has been signed. Right. It was all word of mouth, handshakes in a back room type. Yeah. Because in the midst of all this, you've got, I forget the dates. I want to say like the big 10 or ACC television contracts coming. No, not ACC, big 10 and Pac-12 television agreements contracts coming up in like 23, 24 the ACC recently signed with ESPN to like through like 2036. Jesus. <laughs> and so all three of those conferences, like they're saying a lot, but there's a whole lot to work through of like, okay. And then if the real intent is to basically shutter out the SEC and then also negatively undercut the playoff expansion, which is what, what some are theorizing is part of this. Because if you look who's on the playoff committee that formed the concept of like the 12 team concept or six, whatever it is, if I'm not mistaken, like the big 10, the ACC and PAC 12 are like, we're not part of that committee. I don't know why that is. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you feel like they should be to some extent, but yeah. And I think it was just, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know that it was insidious, Well, but if you were on the outside, you'd think it was. It's important to know a couple of things like you, you kind of already touched on the antitrust issues, which is obviously one of the first things that I thought about when I was thinking about this was, holy fuck, how legally can they do some of this shit without it being some serious repercussions? So there's that aspect. There's also the aspect of this is a lot of moving parts. I mean, one domino falls this way or that way or doesn't fall this way or that way. And this entire landscape changes like in a breath. Like we could be looking at something completely different down the road than what we're currently talking about. What I find really interesting is how divisive and almost rudderless or directionless this all sounds. It's just like this giant amoeba that just kind of seems to be going wherever the fuck with no real, you know, clear thought or direction. Um, I, the irony of that happening at the same time of things, you know, in the U S with COVID being kind of the same thing, just, there, there's a parallelism there that, that I can't overlook that That's I find a interesting to it. That's right. <laughs> it's worth mentioning too. Is it? This season is effectively operating per normal, at least in its structure and concept, as opposed to last year, which went to mainly conference only All conference. different conferences started at different times. Some didn't even play 
I mean, there are some teams who have gone almost two years without playing and a never game. played. Right. And so at least for this season, it's a lot of noise and it'll be in the background, but it's not going to truly affect how this season is executed and what we know as, you know, the four team playoff, et cetera. Um, at but, this time, at least. Yeah. Right? I mean, that but, could all change. Right. Cause back to, yeah, certainly with COVID certainly. Right. Um, but back to like the first move by the SEC, that week, which as we remember, that news came out, suspected it was leaked by Texas A&M. That news came out the week of SEC media days. So everybody was like, I don't even know what coach is up on the podium right now. This is the hot news. And the thinking was the SEC was, was in effect kicking off what would become the Super League of like the top, but, but it's already the super league and everybody in the fucking country knows it. It, it, it for all intents and purposes effectively is. I mean, the yeah, only, but the, if the you case, ask somebody in Oregon or you ask somebody in California, it's not, well, it, yeah, they don't believe that it is. It's the but power five or not, not the power the group. Of they're five. also out there the getting high on their own supply. So what do they know? Yeah. Cause if you look at like Cincinnati is the one from last year, which was group of five that made it into the new year's day six bowls uh, happened to be, you know, they happen to play Georgia. Um, now, if you look at the preseason rankings, which we all have all kinds of thoughts on, it's fucking stupid. Like they're in like the top 10 and everybody's like, why? That's, that's it, it, probably yeah. all based off of where they finished last year, who they returned because you're right. They, <sighs> nobody has played a game. So it's, it's all got to be based off of kind of fictitious you know, where did you finish last year? All right. You finished third. You returned 60% of your starters. Drink the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. In theory, class. this is where you should be. Now, right. you may of play course. your first game and you may drop out of the top 25 <laughs> immediately. So, well, how many teams are going to have to forfeit a COVID that's going to alter that as well? Yeah. Well, uh, that, yeah. I mean, I that's mean, a whole other conversation. Well, it is. Yeah. It's well, worth mentioning on that note, too, related to COVID. I, I don't know who all has implemented it. But I, I know New Orleans has, which surprised me, but Oregon as well, of to get into the stadium, you either have to be vaccinated or show proof of a negative test. Which I, I have no problem with that. I think that That's, should happen in a lot yeah, of places in, in for NFL, a lot of different events. I want to say New Orleans Saints, it's 100% vaccinated to get into the, into yeah. the venue. And I, yeah. I think that's a genius idea. That's what they're doing here is yeah, to start, to start curving to start curving the, the numbers rising. Uh, they're, they're changing it to where if you want to go to restaurants, you want to go to the movies, you want to go to a sporting event, you have to be fully vaccinated and you have to prove it. No more negative COVID tests. You have to be fully vaccinated. Well, you know, that brings up a whole nother discussion of selling, you know, vaccine cards on the black market, which, you know, apparently <laughs> no. somebody, you know, there was a doctor here in America that got busted for doing that. So, well, um, and it's worth noting, as it relates to this, NC State effectively had to bench half their team going into the college baseball World Series because of a COVID exposure. So there, it was like a shell of a team that they put out against Vanderbilt. And, and it's one of those, like, I think now that that cautionary tale is there, every coach that, that is dialed up, you know, and, and focused in of like, there's the politics and then there's the straightforward, hey, guys. It's a simple thing to do. I got how you feel, but at the end of the day, it removes risk as much as we can remove it so that we can play the game. So, right. you know, and again, this isn't 100% what this, what this 
conversations about, but if you're a coach, do you say, look, you don't get vaccinated, you don't play. You know, I mean, I don't want you around the team risking other people getting yeah. sick because we, we all know that even though you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID. You can still get sick. You're not going to get maybe as sick. Don't you think you the know, problem with that, though, is, is then you have this five-star, four-star player who knows he can jump ship and go to a team that doesn't have that policy and transfer out? The, the, the transfer portal brings in a whole yeah. other – yeah, I mean. Well, I, I think that's a problem when you start making mandates like that. I mean, I, I, I get where you're going, and I think that logic is sound, and I actually agree with it 100%. But unless it's like – In reality, oh, how can you put it he, in place? Unless it's, a, unless it's a university or college mandate, not a program mandate – that's the only way you get it to happen. I think it has to be from the college or university level down. Like, you know, like what was it? University of Virginia turned away like 300, 600 kids. It's like 300 kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, 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 they weren't vaccinated. Get, yeah. Bye-bye. Good See for you. them. Yeah. You do that. I think, yes, because they're but students again, first, point, athletes second. So they have to abide by that. If you're a blue chip player, okay, fine. Fuck you, Virginia. I'll go somewhere else. You know, I mean, I'm not worried about it. So yeah, I don't know how you, well, the, well I, I, it's a valid. Sorry, go ahead, Thor. Oh no, I was going to talk about the stats in terms of what each conference has done in their approach to COVID protocols. That is, so I don't know what you were going to talk about. So I don't want you to lose your train of thought. Uh, all I was going to say is I have not seen anybody cite that as a reason yet. Doesn't mean it's not happening. I suspect in right. I, you know, a lot of coaches are invoking their inner Ted Lasso to go at the end of the day, I need to be effective with my players. Like if they're flat out taking a stance because of religious reasons, whatever it is, I'm only going to push to such an extent. And then I'm going to rely on some player peer pressure, some locker room pressure, some, right. you With know, think of the team kind of stuff. Um, and, and then go from there. I mean, that, that's just, I have not seen anything flat out that said so-and-so is leaving because of right. now last year, we know you could opt out due to concern of risk. I don't know that I've seen anybody do that either. No, not at this least year. not yet. Not yet. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Look at you, Jamie of, Newman. <laughs> in terms of COVID protocols, like some of the things that have been happening is the Big Ten, their presidents and chancellors agreed in June to a decentralized process, which is allowing each school in the league to develop its own protocols and its own policies. So it's not a Big Ten decision. It's not a Big Ten policy. They're allowing each university to operate under its own set of policies. You know, and that's a good point. It, it, even going above the universities, if you make it a conference mandate, then you solve it completely, right? right. Across an entire conference. That would be the genius <laughs> thing to do. Well, True. speaking from the army, no, you would... the, the, the thing you typically do is pass being the bad guy to the higher, the infamous higher. Yeah. Hey, hey, it, it's what they're telling us we got to do. But they can't do that in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, you always blame somebody else. Right. That's you right. left it to that's the university right. in the Big Ten. <laughs> Hey, that's um, why they get paid the big bucks. That's right. So we used to um, tell the kids all the time, hey, your mom says you got to eat your vegetables. I'd give you candy if I could. Don't get that choice. Uh, the SEC this season has beefed up its vaccination policy. It has eliminated the previous benchmark of 85% vaccination rate for teams. And under that policy, if a team had at least 85% of its players, coaching staff, and peripheral staff vaccinated, no one had to undergo COVID testing surveillance as long as anybody was asymptomatic this year uh they've changed that they've done away with that so if you are 85 even if you're 85 percent uh vaccinated people still have to undergo weekly surveillance testing regardless of how much the rest of the team is vaccinated and they're required to wear masks in all athletic facilities the acc 
any unvaccinated player on a team that has reached the 85% vaccination rate has to complete at least one PCR test each week. Any unvaccinated player has to do three times a week. Has that, a PCR yeah, test thank you for filling times. that in. I, yeah. I, I knew there was a difference in if you were vaccinated right. or not, because I think you PCR on like Monday if you're vaccinated. Right. And you're good for the week as opposed to what you just said, the Monday, Wednesday, like Friday option. Right. Um, however, so, fully vaccinated student and athletes, staff and officials can resume activities within all athletic facilities with no masks, no physical distancing, uh, unless they ha it falls under any state or local authority dictated mandate. Uh, any non-immunized student, staff, official has to remain masked inside a facility. So I guess you can choose not to get vaccinated, but you still have to stay masked, stay socially distant. So those are the three big ones that they cited. I couldn't really find anything in terms of the uh, Pac-12 or the Big 12 or whatever they are, the Big 3. I don't even know how many are in the Big 12 anymore. But um, eight, Well, if you keep count, counting Texas and Oklahoma, it's 10 yeah. in the okay. Big 12. The important thing is it's not 12. Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck? It's a small 12. Uh, yes. and, the, and the interesting talk about caveat, false advertising the interesting caveat is they said i mean i mean i used to run telling girls that i was a big 12 <laughs> yeah. and yet you know but 12 centimeters that's what that's right uh, Shh. What? they they Two don't have centimeters they, per inch so. they don't come on they don't at the end of the day we all know that's a solid 22 <laughs> a quarter pan of a cheese it's a metric right. system they don't know what the right. fuck that is <laughs> they, they don't know exactly they don't know what i'm talking about uh but one caveat to that was the mountain west conference as it as it opened its season um eight of the 12 schools required all students be vaccinated regardless. So I mean, I'm sorry, which conference was that? The mountain West. So my point, I'm sorry, which conference oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Which conference was that? <laughs> my point being, if they can do it, why can't the other conferences do it? Right. Fair enough. Yeah. It doesn't the, matter who they are. They're doing it. You know, the other interesting, but they're aspect. not making money probably. I mean, they're not relying on. They're relying on keeping football. their students healthy and yeah. safe and not <clears throat> dead. I mean, well, yeah. look, at the end of the day, it, it, you know, I, mean, I love the SEC, but it all comes down to football, right? You figure a lot of these kids are not coming to, to the school to get a true education. Well, it also comes down to economics, right? Yeah. I mean, the Mountain West isn't making off football what the SEC is. So in terms of the incentive to make sure it happens, the state buy-in, I mean, right. and a lot of these you think states, it would be behoovent you know, to get everyone grew up watching football. Like, you know, they went to some of the universities that are in the state and blah, blah, blah. But an interesting aspect of this policy, whether it exists or officially announced or otherwise, as it relates to forfeiting, I'm stealing coach Neuheisel's thunder in that he's the one that mentioned this was so what are the specifics of when you say you can't field a team? Do you both have to like hold your card up at the same time and go, are you good to play? And then you both drop the card at the same time, because if I'm the team, let's say I'm the away team, right? Who, who gets the win? Who gets the loss? Who and I start to hear they can't play, but I know I've got my own problem. I keep my mouth shut. I keep my mouth shut. Right. So I wonder well, how and, they're going to be like you want to rely on honor and things like that, and I hope that is the case. Well, I think I think the end of the day, you can't rely on the university to be the one that decides. You yeah, know, there has to be, be conference an, level, right? Well, not even that. There has to be an independent. I, I don't want to say investigation, but an independent yeah, yeah, person yeah. that goes in and says, "All right, look, neither one of these teams can play this week because yes. you know they're both yeah. screwed. So nobody gets a win. Nobody, you know, they yeah, they both I, forfeit the game." 
I mean, imagine like a Penn State, Ohio State are about to play. Yeah. And you catch wind through your spies that like there may be a COVID issue at Ohio State and you're Penn State. You're or, like, or you send somebody over to Ohio Ooh. State. I was just going to mention the forfeit policy. SEC, as of the time of this recording, had not declared a finalized SEC forfeiture policy. So we're not even sure what they're going to be doing if, if, you know, it will be a loss and no contest, if it'll be postponed, if it will be, uh, if there will be penalties levied against either team, the AC, the big 10 and the big 12 have all said that if either team can't play, it will not be rescheduled. Whoever has to forfeit the other team automatically is given a win. The forfeiting team is given a loss. The PAC 12 did the same thing, but they left it and said they, they didn't cite the pandemic. They said, if an institution is unable to play a contest through its own fault, it shall forfeit such contest to its opponent. The reason they did that is they wanted to try to avoid saying that it, it was necessarily pandemic related. And I think it gave them a little more right? yeah. wiggle room. Um, yeah. The big 10 and the big 12, uh, if both teams can't play, if both teams can't play, it's declared a no contest. But in the ACC, if both teams can't play, both have to take a loss. So both get a loss. That and I is think that's be... the way I think that's the way it should be, right? <clears throat> Absolutely. But that's but why, to... but but to Grinch's point, that's why you have to have an independent person. Because otherwise you have people playing the well, I'm not gonna release my uh what's you know, going my, on with my me COVID stats the until home. the very last second. You know, you know, you, you say that, Mac, and here's what occurs to me. What you need is a governing body. That's over all of these that creates policies and mandates that they're all. That they're I all sure as fuck to. hope you aren't planning on saying the NCAA. Well, the yeah, college. exactly. That's where that's corrupt and fucking, you know. Where the F's the NCAA? What, what is it that you say, can buy? What is it you say you do? Yeah. <laughs> what do you get paid for? Um, I guess the point is will they start making poor decisions? in an effort not to have to take a loss. We know one loss, two loss. We can go back and look at our, our liquor. One loss can be the difference between, you know, playing for the, the, the national championship and not. And not. We you can know? go back and look at our liquor and leagues and see how many teams had multiple cancellations of games last year. And now all of those result in a loss. I guarantee you, we're going to see a lot less of that. I mean, yeah, if it hadn't been for my team, uh, and here's, forfeits in liquor and leagues, I'd be Grinch. Yeah, so and here's the concern. <laughs> if you don't have that independent investigator and you put it on the... Where, where's my crown? <laughs> you put it's it right on here. the school. Hold on. It's, it's underneath all that hair. <laughs> are, are, are they going to potentially run the risk of putting kids out there that you know could potentially be infected with COVID, just so that they don't forfeit. You know, yes. I mean, if they, if they, you yes. know, you you hope that they they put the the student athletes' uh, interests ahead of anything else, but you know, we all know that that's not always the case. We know it's never the case with the I mean, NCAA or in these big colleges and universities. Right. I mean, it's 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 an ironic question going back to our discussion last year, which was. You know, the comment we made was, do we, do we want anybody put at risk for our entertainment? And we universally said no. I mean, I'd have, again, unless you just think all the institutions are, are broken down, right. I want to believe that at the end of the day, good people are going to make the right decisions based on health, risk, et cetera. And then, and, and then there's going to be some not one shoe, you know, one size fits all. Right. In terms of like, 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 let's just say it happens prior to a conference championship game. 
then what? In, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's crazy town. That's I, landscape nobody's thought about. Yeah, or right. If they I mean, have, they don't have a plan in place. There's a there's a conference president somewhere a plan in place. or it's, commissioner it's somewhere forfeited. that's like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get that guy some some chicken soup. That's right. Get that's him right. better. Chicken or, soup and Gatorade. He'll be fine. He'll be that's fine. That's right. Or you you ultimately are going to run with few you know run players down. You're going to have to isolate them. They won't be able to play, and so that's that's probably what will ultimately happen is they'll go excuse me, they'll go, all right, well, we don't have our starting quarterback. We'll put in the backup. We'd rather play on Saturday. We have the potential to win. We know if we forfeit, it's a loss. But it, at least it, if we field the team, we have a shot. It's next man up, right? That, right. That's always the case. You, you, you know, COVID aside, I mean, you know, we, we've all heard that, that yeah. echo, you know, in every sport. It's, you, you know, you're the backup, but you sure as shit better be ready to play come Sunday or Saturday. Well, I, I mean, I think at the end of the day and maybe – maybe this is the tail end of a COVID impact conversation is it is what it is. Right. And we hope it becomes background noise and we can focus on the games. Cause man, I'm excited about this season. Well, and, 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 and the, the only, well, the only other thing related to COVID I was going to add is holy shit. Is it hard, hard to be a head coach and juggle the amount of scholarships you have with these extra years of eligibility and all this, like, the NCAA, this is another thing they could help out with and give some clarity on like the numbers that they can use because like I'm looking at maybe fifth year seniors that gained another year of eligibility and that this and that. And then I'm looking at these upcoming freshmen building my 2022 and beyond class. And I'm like, I literally don't know the numbers until the next milestone to declare for the draft. Yeah, and it's funny you said it because my comment was going to be how tragic and sad is this that we knew and we all commented that last year's season was going to have an asterisk by it. And here we are, a second consecutive year, and this year's also most undoubtedly going to have an asterisk. Well, and I think just next to it. Yeah, and I think without a doubt, if you go back and listen to some of those conversations we did around college football and, and they may have been in the liquor, liquor and leagues, I know Grinch said, you know, we hope this is all done by next year. Mm, yeah, you're right. You're guess right. what? <laughs> it's not. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so, you're right. You're right. Um, no. But but to your point, to, to kind of wrap that up, I, I want to bring it back to, you know, the realignment. Um, how does this affect, say, like Notre Dame, this whole realignment thing? They're, well, they're what, yeah. one of the only independents left? Everything we, I've heard thus far is, what is it? What is his name? Swabrook, who happened to be a part of the playoff committee is with the, with the NBC deal, Notre Dame still has no incentive to make a move because economically every other sport at Notre Dame is part of the ACC. Right. right. Except for football. But if, <laughs> but if you're not in a, a, one of these power five or power six conferences, how are you going to get into the playoffs? Well, if, and, if you're and, Notre and the, Dame, right? The alternative to that is, is what's going to prevent certain powerhouses becoming independent and leaving conferences entirely like in Alabama? That, right? that was the or counterpoint Georgia. I heard somebody make was, I'm actually more surprised there hasn't been like a balkanization yeah. because the brands can stand on their own. Right. Well, and I think but it's... You, you cite the SEC and go look at the strength. Now, Notre Dame's in a little bit of a unique position because they've always been that way. Okay, then we right, could say right. Clemson. 
and well, Clemson, well, no, Clemson, you're right. Clemson, Clemson absolutely. Could totally break from the ACC oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. They're but carrying here's the, problem. the load again. It goes back to Notre Dame. If you look at the playoffs, it's it's you know the the, the Power Five team. So you, now, if you're an independent, you have to work probably twice as hard to try and get you know one of those one of those single open spots. So if if Notre Dame, Alabama, and Clemson and, you know, say one or two other teams are all independents. Now they're all fighting for that one remaining spot. And that Here's, makes it that much harder, I think, to get into the playoffs, which is ultimately every school's, you know. But what, they've what got they name recognition. Do. Like if yeah, it was he, a Cincinnati that was an independent, yes, they would struggle. But I think Notre Dame's got name recognition that's going to help them. And, well, and when was it, the last time they were in the playoffs? I mean, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a, not, not a long ago. time, but it's been years? a few years. So That's here's here's math. what I'll say in Notre Dame's defense is if I'm just strategizing for them. They had Rudy. There, there is no automatic bid for a conference championship champion at this point. Right. It's an unspoken, but as the Pac-12 can tell you, it doesn't guarantee shit because well, they've been and, left and out, what, four years in a row, five? And maybe we should go back and look at that, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Continue. and that was the discussion of the playoff expansion is do you have right. automatic bids by being your conference champion? The thing that Notre Dame, I, to their credit, they're, they're hanging their hat on is strength of schedule, and I'm looking at it right now. I mean, they open against FSU, I got it, Sunday of next weekend, well, or whatever it is when this podcast drops, but they open against FSU. Then they play Wisconsin week four. They play Cincinnati, who, as we know, if Cincinnati is going to try could to make a bad. case they're to be balling. in the mix, they better fucking win that game, right? Or otherwise, right. they're as a as a uh, group of five, with, with they're, they're dead. Yeah. They're going to be dead. Then they go to Virginia Tech, USC, Preseason ranked number 10, UNC, who's going to be freaking good with Mac Brown and Sam Howell at quarterback. Navy, UVA, Georgia Tech, and they finish at Stanford. It's not the weakest schedule. No, it's not. By any stretch. So I think I think Notre Dame is like, if we're if we're at the poker table, they're like, hold. You know, they have no, they have they have no incentive to start raising the bet or make a move. Let's see what the landscape dictates. You're saying that's Notre Dame schedule? Yes. And to answer the, your the question, other... Mac, last year, 2021 against Alabama. So, in the Rose so Bowl, how, how many how many SEC teams and ACC teams do they play? They play Florida uh, State. That's, that's one. Well, FSU, ACC, Purdue, Big Ten, Wisconsin, Big Ten, Cincinnati, Group of Five, Virginia Nobody Tech, cared ACC. About Big Ten. USC, Pac-12, UNC, ACC, uh, UVA, Navy, whatever, uh, UVA, Virginia Tech, and Stanford. So so not one SEC team? Not one. Not not even even like a scrub bottom half of a conference. Like like a South Carolina. But again, to to Notre Dame's credit, they did a home-at-home with Georgia Mm -hmm. two years ago. Yeah, that was two years ago. What have and you that done was one of the them? awesomest games I think I've seen. I mean, I actually, maybe it was three. Three and two. Because <laughs> the only reason I remember that is because Jake Fromm started as a <clears throat> freshman against Notre Dame. Jake Fromm, uh, after State Fromm. Jacob, yes. Yeah, after Jacob Eason went down. Went so down it sounds, Haas, like what you're saying is all road to the college football playoffs should run through the SEC. 
why why shouldn't it? So, no, no, someone, no, I'm not. Someone, no, someone, no, it's at, a great someone question, at me right? and tell me why it shouldn't. Because that's why, it sounds like to me that they're bitching out. No, that's a great question. And that's exactly why the alliance formed. Yeah. Is the alliance said, no, 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 no. The SEC will not be the end-all be-all for how many people make it into the playoff. We, by virtue of numbers of 41 schools, will position ourselves at least to go bargain into the playoff debate. Does anybody else feel like there should be four conferences and there should be the the, the premier division and the relegated division? Because I feel like that's where we're at. Man, I'd love relegation in college. What is regulated? That's where that's where I I love relegation in the professional sports too. That's that's where we need to be. uh, That well, and that was again, you know, kind of coming back to that point when the SEC made its move. Everybody thought that was going to trigger the Super League. The Power Five were going to solidify as its own league that didn't play with the Group of Five. These sixty-five teams, I think it was, they they elevated themselves up, and it's like, hey, we only play each other, and That's we cancel it. out every other conference. Yeah, every yeah. anybody that's in Group of Five, you form your own league, you form your own tier. Yeah, and I mean, if we want to have... get into relegation, okay, which I think would be pretty freaking cool. Yeah, I think you, it would be awesome. have, you could even have like two divisions within a conference because there's that many teams in the country. I mean, there's a way to do this way better than what's happening. The problem, the problem is, though, is, yeah, go ahead, Max, say it. No, I no, mean, go ahead, because your problem may be different than I'll my go problem. go ahead. I, I, well, my <laughs> problem is, is I, that, that it needs a governing body who's going to step in and fix this shit, and then we all know that ain't going to happen. Well, well, not, not only that, I mean, that, that's part of it, right? It, it all boils down to financials, though. And, you know, if, if you look in North Carolina – yeah, football's important, but it's not as important as it is in, say, Georgia or Florida. That's right. It's you basketball know, in the It's ACC. basketball here. <clears throat> so, you know, the, the, the relegation, I think, would be an interesting thing to try. I just don't know that it would work because you would start filtering out teams in different regions. But and, you don't, and then you're filtering out the teams in the regions that that's not as what's important to them in that the, sport. Well, it's not important and so until the you balance see how much is, damn money it brings in, right? Right, but that's right. just it. It brings in the amount of money that's important to the people and the viewership who give a shit in that region. So it does. Okay. It evens okay, out. So it completely, if, it's like fair tax. It you're okay with South out. Carolina getting relegated. Dude, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because truth, not, truth be told, even, they're I'm great in baseball right. and they're great in soccer. So and if Georgia. You, if you do, okay if you do this with all the other sports, you're going to pick up monies in other sports that you're not getting some. Well, you know, to that point, um, I think a couple of things. One is the SEC probably and Clemson and Ohio State and select others launched into the arms race, seeing where things were headed first. So in terms of out of the gate, they said this is a cash cow. It's never going to stop being a cash cow. There's only upside. Let's keep investing in it. Let's, Let's pay our coaches well. Let's build for success. Now, NC State you know, is obviously right down the road. Um, it, it hasn't known really success since what Philip Rivers, you know, and, even now, and that was question. Yeah. Now yeah. imagine if like a Mac Brown upends a Clemson, UNC is going to be like, we're pretty cool with this football thing too, you know? And, and so like there's opportunity. And as we discussed, football is the only economic engine at the, that level. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll use the example that I've heard uh-huh. said numerous times this week. Baylor just won the damn men's national championship in basketball. And it doesn't mean shit for this conference realignment. 
And I hate to say it because their women's team's phenomenal too. But it, it's football. That's all any of these conferences care about is how much football revenue are you going to generate? Well, yes and no. I mean, again, it depends. Like if you look at the ACC, outside of Clemson, they don't really care that much about football. They care about basketball. To, right now. But we can all remember the heyday of Miami, FSU. Clemson was a distant third, I was about fourth, to say, fifth. Yeah. As, as a South Carolina guy, I can tell you there's been many, many decades where nobody gave a shit about Clemson football, okay? Yeah, nobody. I mean, FSU except, except won. For, except for half the motherfuckers in South Carolina. Had FSU had a kicker, imagine how many national championships they would have <laughs> <laughs> Or Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah, I was about to say they had one, but it was, you know, a couple decades ago. What, wide right, wide right, wide left. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other the other issue, obviously, as it relates to COVID, we've talked about the protocols, we've talked about the forfeit policy, is attendance. They're intending to open this up to full stadiums, except for Hawaii. It announced last, well, this by the time this gets released, uh, but it announced that it will not it will not allow any fan at any fall sport. So, so it'll see, I think that's look, it'll pretty much look like any Hawaii. I think you've got enough people out there, especially in parts of the country that give a shit about football, that will go get fully vaccinated if they're not already. I think it's incentive, right? Actually, my I didn't see so the stats for the UCLA Hawaii game, but I want to say that the Nebraska Illinois, Illinois game, which was at Illinois, was 40 something thousand, I think. I mean, it looked fucking full. Yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know what their stadium size is, so that either. that number didn't mean too much to me. You know, it's hard for people to bitch and complain about Sturgis bike rally happening and people not being you know vaccinated or that being a, is that a pre- that's a pre- with, prerequisite at, at most places though, right? With no, ex- I don't think it is. Yeah, with the exception of do they have a policy in place like what we discussed, which is right. That's the question: is is what's it going to look like? You know. And we can't use Florida as an example here because it just wouldn't be a good or or Texas or Texas. So say, you know, the first week after a Georgia football game or two weeks after a Georgia football game, you know, you see a huge spike all of a sudden in COVID cases, you know, that you can then link back to that. You know, do you then look at, you know, implementing some sort of a policy that, you know, either look, we're cutting back to half, you know, half stadium, you know, quarter stadium, or you have to provide, you know, some semblance of vaccination uh, to get into the stadium. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, I, I feel like that, that's, that's a no brainer. You should just put into place, you know, look, you want to come in, show us your vaccine, your vaccination. Cause even still, that's not a hundred percent. You know, we all know you can still get the vaccine. You, know, you can still get the disease. Right. And even with the vaccination. Look, yeah. we all went to we all went to C Tool and one of the stipulations they had is you can't use your phone. And if you were caught using your phone, they throw your ass out. So why can't a stadium just say you have to show your vaccination card? If you don't, you you're not it, you're not allowed in. You right. know? It, well, as that. Or we, you well, show up with a test. And that's we've negative. said from day one, because anything you have to do with COVID is political. Yeah, and, the, and that's why a lot of this the stuff only happens. thing I, I it's a question because I don't know the answer is like, for example, Louisiana, I wouldn't have expected them to implement a policy like they did. I don't know in this well, case if the mayor has jurisdiction of New Orleans over the governor 
or did no. the owners no. of the well, but, but here's, here's no, no it's state. always t- top down so you've got your federal and then your state then your then your local but in municipality in terms of policy to entrance to a venue mm-hmm. who here's what i would say i would venue? say that if, 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 your, if your state yeah, if your state policy dictates that all venues fall under this category then then state dictates but i mean but the yeah, opposite I, I, would the be the governing ruling you, body yeah like dick yeah. santis tried to do unless yeah. you state you can't yep then it defaults down to the lowest level that's making the decision right. But again, if it's if it's a privately owned, which we know a lot of these stadiums aren't, unfortunately, they're funded in some to some sense by the the city and stuff. But if it's a privately owned stadium, then does the government have a right to say, you know, oh, you have to you have to require proof well, of vaccination? Yeah, I mean, yes, of course, because the government says things to put, gives laws and states mandates yeah. to. To, to, to private corporations all the time, all the time. yeah that's what i was gonna say matters, the, so, you know yeah. to that point the only thing i'll say is there's what the textbook would tell you is who could make the decision of what but we all know there's tons of influence happening in between the levels i don't know <laughs> Even though, i don't honestly. i don't, want to <laughs> I don't tell your wife to, to stop doing jumping jacks in the family room <laughs> She, she brought me more eyes, so I was like, "Pig tails, boobies, McGee. Pig tails, boobies, McGee." Yeah. But uh, like, obviously, if you own the team, you probably have some influence. And right. If there's nothing that tells you you can't, then therefore you're like, so then what can we do within but, the limits of our ability? But like, or you simply level, go to the, the mayor and say, "Look, by the way, remember when I donated so much money to your campaign?" Yeah. You know. Fix yeah. this shit so people can get in here. But we're we're this is this is an entirely different conversation at the collegiate level because those I mean most stadiums are not owned by the city that these colleges are utilizing. Again, Florida is a land grant college that that land is donated by the federal government. So does the federal government get a say in terms of certain aspects well, that I don't well, know? Let me well, let me federal ask this. rights versus states rights. Yeah, and I'm not trying to ignore the big elephant in the room, but at the end of the day, the games are now happening. Yes. If yes. you had the opportunity to go see like Florida LSU, would you go? No. No. It so would I go see Florida LSU in a packed stadium? No. Been there, done that. Don't need to. Okay, hold on. If you knew, yeah, hold on, hold if on, you knew the hold requirements, so the policy was so three or four of us here. If I said I'm buying tickets to the Florida Alabama game in September, like, where are we in? going? What's the date? I need to check it. It's September 18th, I believe. Um, right. who, who's who's Mac, going? I agree with Show your proposal. Hands. I'm in. You buy it. <laughs> I said if. Yeah. I accept your I did price offer. them out, and, and nosebleed seats are like 400 bucks. Oh, I'm sure. I'm um, sure. But, but yeah, I mean. To, which speaks to the demand. People are going. People are going. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know that I would go. I, I just, you know. If the policy was you had to be fully vaccinated. If somebody, game, if somebody gave it. me tickets, I still don't know if I would go. Now, I'm not saying we're, we're dumb or immune to common sense. We are. But don't you feel the energy this season? Like when you see mm-hmm. game day? No, look, I want to be excited. Tailgating. Yeah. Like, aren't you stoked to see this stuff back? I know I it's back under the go, weirdest shadow. I want us to go to the game. I want that to happen. But holy shit, it's going to be a good season. It's going to be. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be a good season. Why does it got to be? It has to be. There, You're taking a loss the first week. Are you no, sure it's got to no, be a good season? No, no, no. The spread sure? is three points. Three point spread. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know that I would go. Look, Florida is playing my alma mater here in in Tampa September, sometime in September, like the second or third game of the season. I would love to go. I'm not dumb enough to go. Not in this state. Not with the way they handle things in this state because that is being played. At a, at a municipal stadium at Raymond James Stadium, there's no fucking way I would go to that. Now, and that's the problem. No you're, you're living in the shit show of a state too. That's no existing problem. policies for how to enter. Or, yeah. No, because Tampa Bay played last night. Blow again. This is. I mean, you can walk in barefoot, licking licking every pole along the way if you wanted. It's not. <laughs> they Friday don't night, care. Bro. Stick your Store stick to your, your pole no, no, licking no, on Friday. It's night. not you walking to the airport, is what it is. It's uh, no, it's not. Um, but my point is, I would love to go the, see it. Question, right? I wouldn't. What, then why did we all go get vaccinated? I mean, we're all vaccinated here. Why we all got vaccinated, vaccinated to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Right. But, but to some extent, I, I got vaccinated because I wanted to get back to a, some, some semblance right. of normalcy. How's that work out I, for you? Let, you know, let, me, uh, let me toss Look, I go on vacation we, still. I think we I mean, understand you know, where we I'm, stand I'm relative try- to COVID. Yeah. It sucks. We all hope it doesn't impact this season. We'll see. I want to spend another twenty minutes talking about COVID, though, just it's, to annoy Grinch. It, it is. It's having. It's I'm an so insurance policy. Talking about COVID. <laughs> yeah, having but, uh, having the vaccination shot hey, is look, like having an insurance policy. I tried COVID. to bring up. I tried to bring up Notre Dame and get us back on track. And, and I'm the asshole that said it'd probably be still here next year, and I hope that Mac, was wrong. Truth be told, <laughs> I, I mean, yes, you you have shifted back to trying to have some semblance of normalcy. What you don't have is you don't have a wife that's immunocompromised. No, no, no. I, well, I've, got, I've got Fair parents point. that you know I still see occasionally that you know are older since old they li- since, since some of them listen I don't dirt? want to call I don't want to say well, old as shit but yeah everybody older. around you has to quarantine so, from you for two weeks right <laughs> as the Ooh, king of the castle maybe, king in the castle it's your maybe house. I should get <laughs> oh my guys I gotta go everybody out I'm going out. to this game everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're empty nest. You now. get you to the uh, Motel Six. You Mrs. to the Motel Six. Mrs. Thor, <laughs> Mrs. Thor, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. At the end of the day, no walking be... the dog for you, buddy. So look, all I, all I gotta say I is, I, I was cl- getting ready to click on on buy now for the tickets, but uh, what what You've I'm hearing is you guys don't want to go buy three, so. two. Hoss, you flying back, buddy? But he will send you a link to to Romstein next year if you want to go ahead and buy Ramstein. Ramstein. <laughs> so I feel, yeah, like that's not, I, I feel like that I can't show up on our, right, here, uh, on our credit card this is a complete <laughs> shift in topic in or in aspect of this topic which is to any international listener i get that college football is a very unique american pastime and passion it is, it is the only place in the world where you care this much about college level sports. And the only thing I would compare it to, but, but maybe take away some of the obnoxiousness in the sense of like physically causing harm and disrupting games is like the hooligans that are associated with like premier league and that, like, like that's the level of passion. Right. Like you see, like for anybody that I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this, if, if you are in the Southeastern Conference and you schedule a wedding on top of a game that everybody knows is happening, you're going to be divorced. You, you're yes. like that. Like, yeah. no, that's no. Nobody will show up. To that's your right. Wedding. People show up. You know, I mean, games are on Saturday. People show up on Thursday, Friday nights with campers. And start tailgating. Then. That's right. Which that's is right. the other thing that's opening up this year is they're allowing tailgating and all and, of that again. And tailgating 
if you can come to the States and go to a, a really good game and tailgate and experience that, you will fall Florida, in love Georgia. with the sport. That's, you I will mean, fall in love with the sport. There's so much passion. And at the end of the day, a lot of people in the state, and there's some, there's a mutual respect for the game. Yes, right. I know fan bases hate each other, and some are worse than others. Georgia. But like, but like you know, for what? example, it, it, it I'll, use, that bitch. I'll use Georgia Notre Dame. <laughs> what both fan bases said afterward was it was awesome. Like yeah. those fan bases were so nice to us when we came in. They invited us to tailgate. We sat and talked football. And at the end of the game, said, "Hey, great game! That's one of the best I've seen." Like they didn't meet the Georgia you, fans we met. Well, right, right. but here's you, the thing, right? You, you have like you, one, you, one you instance you keep hinging look, on. Look, that even even so you're, that, you're in a uh, you're in Georgia alone. You're you to punch that bitch in the throat. <laughs> but even Probably. the guy was like, "Dude, I'm sorry." Mm. Yeah, you know, even he, he knew. it was not it was not because she was a Georgia fan. It's because she was a drunk Georgia fan. Yes, right. And, and 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 nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. No, there isn't anything finer. That yeah. sucks. No. I don't like being around. But, but right, drunk. that's it. Right. You know, you party before the game. Everybody gets along for the most part. For you know what is it? Sixty minutes. You hate each other. Yeah. And then. Good old fashioned hate parties afterwards. Because Mac what, and I tailgated at the Florida, Georgia, and we met we Georgia fans, and they Georgia were fans. fine. We yeah. love yeah. th- that's where we got introduced it, to Apple Pie Moonshine. Apple, I Apple mean, Pie I've moonshine. gone so. to Georgia games where I've walked around people tailgating. I'm like, I wouldn't be want to be next to that asshole. Like and he's a Georgia fan. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, it's like I mean, you're never gonna like people obnoxious is obnoxious. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter where they're at. And at but, the end of the day, you guys again, got the shit kicked out of you in that game. I understood the nah, frustration. Come, you're killing me. But, you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. Doesn't make Stetson it not Bennett, true. Like our you third got beat, quarterback. And she, and she was butthurt, and so she acted out. Look, I'm sure there are a piece of shit Wait, Florida Wait, was this fans. last season or season four? No, this is no, three, like, four years ago when like we were Florida, Georgia game. Because if I remember yeah. right, yeah. it was one win followed by like three losses, was it? Mm-hmm. And then you won last season. Yeah, so we won like you 19 look, years in a row. And look, so you're hanging on. Start talking about COVID you again, head to head. I'll start look talking about COVID. You do what you got to do, brother. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but, but this is it, we'll right? This is, right? this is, I think, this is exactly the, the point Grinch is making, right? You can be <clears> best friends and still have that passion and that drive. You know, when you come to talk about, you know, the, the different schools and the different colleges playing each other. You can be you know? best friends for 30 years and realize you hate a ginger because he's a Georgia fan. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Cause I love you anyway. <laughs> and you were losing this year, <laughs> but the point is it's back. I'm freaking stoked. I understand if you're from another country, you're like, what is this college football thing about? I can't believe people even get excited about it's which about university. Tradition. That's about like, tradition. Like which university you're going to? Like I that's also partially or predominantly kind of an American thing of like in that's grade school, like, you're already thinking I mean, about what university you care about and you're like wearing their colors and you're stoked. And it's not even about you went to like I I mean I did not go to the University of Florida. I grew up in Florida. So you 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 learned to root for that team, but it's not contagious. even it's yeah, it's, it's it's regional. The first and that's why I think when you start talking about relegation where it doesn't work right. is because you're moving around, you know, but I disagree. Keep it in the regions, I think. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying because it's a cultural tradition sentiment that everything's rooted and based in. It, it lines it lines up perfectly yeah. with with you know premier football. But, European, okay if, but, but here's the thing, right? I mean, relegated? yes, I would. 
Would would I want my team to be relegated? No. Yeah, but there's motivation for them to get back up on the top. But but it also becomes regional from a standpoint of, you know, I don't know that you would have the same passion if Florida and, you know, freaking Oregon or Stanford were playing, right? You know, that you have when you see Florida and an LSU. Maybe maybe they were ranked like third. But let's, let's be honest. If you have, you know, Florida and South Carolina could both be, you know, third and fourth in the SEC, and wherever they're playing, they're probably still selling out that stadium. People are still going to watch them, even if they've well, only won three the games. The SEC is a little different. You know, South Carolina, even when it was one in 10, was putting 80,000 fans in the seats. Right. They just you did. know, I did hear because it's, um, a very interesting interview uh, following, or it was with the athletic director of Arkansas who said, that based on how Sam Pittman did last season, that the Arkansas-Texas game, this was three, four weeks ago now, is almost sold out, which would be our first sellout in several years. Right. It, it's like the Cleveland Browns back in the day, right? It's not that you're immune to the fact that they suck and it wears down on you, but at the same time, you're one breath away from being like, hope, we're, right. Right. we're winning killer. all this it's the well, hope that kills. And, and not hope. just that, there's certain programs that regardless, and, and, and I know I'll say it again because I've lived this, as a South Carolina fan for a huge majority of my life, even when the team sucked, they People put sure. 80,000 fans in the seats week in and week out, knowing they were probably going to lose. Hope is There's a just, cruel mistress. Well, not just that. I mean, look, you know, it's kind of going back to what Grinch was talking about to our non-American listeners. There is a certain cultural tradition and a certain passion that comes with that, that that's what brings people back week in and week wow. out. And it's, it's the, you know, it's the whole experience, right? It's not just the game. It's, you know, right, when, we went to South, when we went to see Florida, South Carolina, it's going and getting, you know, a box Bojangles. of Bojangles chicken, yeah. right? Hanging out, you know, drinking in the, in the parking lot, playing cornhole before the game. Mm-hmm. Then going in and watching, you know, Florida beat South Carolina. And then that's coming not out. What happened. That's and, not what happened. <laughs> Having to listen we to we both know that's Sandstorm. not what happened. <laughs> we both know. That's but right. I think you had to listen great... to Sandstorm and the and a, and a, and the and a cock. crowing cock. The cock it's crowing. Um, a great, a great touch point is the Premier League. Like the passion at that level. Yeah. You know, maybe you might say like, like England, um, like South Africa, Australia, India, like at cricket. Like that passion. I know it's a very right. different style of game and how long it takes to play out, but like that level. And imagine if you could spend the whole day as part of that event where you start out tailgating, eating great food, hanging out with people. It, and then you, you know, go in the game in the and morning. those lights come on and the music in the stadium is rocking. Uh, don't even talk about Yeah. Don't even talk about a TV. night game. With That's millions just watching, like oh my god, ball game. Oh. You're right. The night games are. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I know. Just thinking oh. about you know, eight o'clock, like you said, Grinch. The lights, you know, beaming off the helmets. You know, when they first come out, it, it's oh yeah. I mean, let oh. me tell you, goosebumps. The goosebumps is getting in your car, driving from Georgia to South Carolina with Grinch. Alabama's number one in the nation. Rolling in, you tailgate, you go to the game. Grinch has been talking shit the entire freaking way up there. And then having South Carolina Carolina beat that shit down. Did you make him did you make him eat Bojangles? Make him make him eat Bojangles. Bojangles is banging. Shut your mouth. That's sacrilegious. For their chicken sandwich. Again, for everybody. Yeah. For everybody else. That's factually correct. You're right. Chick-fil-A is still the best. 
Yeah, yeah. Bojangles chicken sandwich is like South Carolina. And we're going to wrap it, it a there, bad I taste think. in your mouth. I'm just going to yes. keep... Let's, uh, let's actually wrap it there in terms of... That's fucking uh, great, actually. In terms of our topic, let's go ahead and uh, let's wrap things up. So I think we all agree, yes, we're looking forward to football. We want it done right. We want it done safely. We want to make sure we get through all 15 weeks that... You know, we're not having to watch our own teams, you know, forfeit and take a loss unnecessarily. But, but no. here's the thing, right? What? I just said the thing. Hold on. No. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. What Don't if you it say looks the C like, word? What Don't if it looks like it. this again next year? Oh, stop. <laughs> just stop. Well, Grinch is just not gonna. Okay. Well, then I believe it. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, we're all looking forward to football. We're super excited about it. The season yeah. has started. Check out our companion show to this, Liquor and Leagues. But there we dissect just the SEC. We cover the games. We do our picks each week, week in and week out. Grinch is coming off of a winning season last year, trying right. to defend his title. You know, that's going to be released. We've already got one episode in the bank there. Go back and listen to episode one of season two of Liquor and Leagues. And obviously, as always, check out a Spirited Debate YouTube channel. Going to have new content dropping there on a regular basis. I have a new video that I'm going to be putting out. It may actually be out by the time this episode gets released. Looking oh, forward shit. to that one. <laughs> Check out our website at spiriteddebate.com. You can uh, get all of the drinks that we've tried here. You can obviously drop us a line at spirideddebates at gmail.com, a drink that you'd like us to try, a topic you'd like us to debate. And as always, gentlemen, thank you for being here. I love it as always. I was glad to see everybody chimed in. I actually didn't have to do much talking. This was nice. It's going to be fun to listen back to. And so with that, except that you, you have to hear there. me, <laughs> I love hearing you. We're rolling on. We'll see what next week has to bring. With that being said, please join us week in and week out. Obviously, you can catch our episodes anywhere where you get your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. I don't care. It doesn't matter. As long as you're listening, that's all we care about. And again, feel free to interject. Feel free to be a part of the show. Go to our website at aspirateddebate.com. Check out our email at spirideddebates at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Hit us with a drink. Hit us with a topic. Let us know. We'll reach out to you, see if we can get you on the show. And as always, gentlemen, we close out the show. Salud. Cheers. Cheers.